Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 through 14. This is God's word. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Amen. Today's sermon is entitled, God the Troublemaker. So you have to listen to the sermon or you know, the pastor looks like he's weird. So this past week, it was during finals week for me. And I was studying for the finals in the library and we had a power outage throughout the whole school. And I was pacing back and forth, being all anxious, I gotta finish this so I could graduate. And what I saw out the window, a building across the street, the whole place was dark, but the 24 hours fitness building was lit up. And I question, how could there be so much light in the midst of all this darkness? In this darkness, the light was shining. So I asked the librarian, hey man, so how come we don't have light, but they have light? And he said that when the building was probably built, it was built with gas generator. So the power that is inside was not controlled by something that was outside, by the outer circumstance. We have a power within that outrules, overrides that which is without. And verse 11 says today, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This verse is lit, but it is in a chapter that is dark and depressing. The verses that before this verse, it says that these people were all crying out and suffering. They were depressed, they were poor, they're crying and they're sad. And the verses that come afterwards, it says, you know those people that are preaching to you? God's gonna take you out of it. Guess what? They're lying. But it's not just this verse. It's the whole book, actually. And maybe you're in a chapter of your life that is dark. And if you're not, you just came out of it. Or you're going into it, but that's what life is. And if you're doing a devotional, don't read Jeremiah to devotion. It's not gonna inspire them, it's just discouraging. But what we see in this dark book of life, we have a lit verse. And this word hope that comes from God, is future that we can expect, anticipate. It is plan that is workable, achievable. So, some people in HSM ask me to teach them how to drive. So I, I do that sometimes. It's like one of my jobs now. I don't know why. I'm a horrible driver. Like, you wanna put your life in danger? So I was driving. 
Is Sarah on here? So I was teaching her how to drive. And she said, Piyar, why do you drive with one hand? Don't question your pastor. <laughs> I'm teaching you what not to do. Don't ever do this. But she said, Piyar, you're pretty good at parking though. So I'm going to preach about parking. Because I'm actually good at it, I guess. So I was parking the car. But when you park the car, you have to look in the rear view mirror to look what's behind you, right? But you can't stare at the rear view mirror because you're going to hurt somebody. But what you have to look is at the windshield. What's in front of you? Because what's in front of you is bigger and is better. In verse 12 it says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. I will listen to you. What he's saying is you pursue me, you come to me, and you pray to me. You ask for a plan from the planner. And whatever your pre-existing problem is in the present, or your predicaments in the past, God will clear it and give you hope for the future. And verse 13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. It says all your heart. We have to seek God in Christ, the person with wholeness. But many times we want to seek him part-time. Part-time Christians want a full-time God. We want full attention from God when we follow Him just with part of our heart. These people, these people in Israel were in a pagan nation. What's a pagan nation? What's a pagan? Sinful, secular, people who follow other gods. So God placed them in this pagan pressure, this pagan government so that they could search for him, to depend on him. So, um, in college, it was easier for your pastor to get girls, not so much faster now. And this one girl that I was going after at the time, she wasn't going at the pace that I was used to, very slow. So I had to help her sister out. Took her to the roller coaster, and this roller coaster, the wilder the ride got, the closer she got to me. Like she like clung, clung on to me. So by after the ride was over, people were thinking like that's only one person on that ride. But why did I do that? Why did I take her to the ride? I want to create a situation to create dependence so that she could depend on me to get her closer and nearer to me. So that I may give her a good hope for the future. In 2 Chronicles 15. Alright, alright, back to preaching. Back to certain time. In 2 Chronicles 15, these people, it says they had no peace. They didn't have God, it said. No true God. And it says that God is the one who is troubling them. To let us know, if God is the one who makes the trouble, He is the one with the solution. In Romans 1 it says, God was turning them over, turning them over, turning them over. To teach us, God abandons us sometimes. To let us know how life is like without Him. But in all these passages that we talked about today, it says, in their distress, when we're hurting, when we're sad, Maybe you're sad and hurting right now. It says, they cried out to the Lord. 
he let them find him. God does this so he could break us down. Break our independence, destroy it, so that he could build us up, depending on him. To make us desperate, so that we may get a response from him. It says, verse 14, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. We get ripped off sometimes by the enemy, by the devil, and we start going after idols to look for source, to find source of life, and God wants to restore us. Have you been to a pizzeria? I'm talking about like a real pizza shop, ran by Italians, like guys like Antonio, Marco, Frank, and Sofia. I'm not talking about those American ones. When you watch them make pizza, they take the dough, right? And they beat it with the stick. You haven't seen it? They beat it with the stick. Then they take the rolling stick and flattens it. Then they take it, they spin it around and make it all dizzy. And you're like, dude, I just want the good stuff. Sausage, pepperoni, cheese. But why do they do that? For you to receive the good stuff, God has to prepare you so that you can receive it. It's just that don't throw in the towel, don't give up, but look up. Don't walk away from God, because God makes a way. He wants to give you back the life that you thought you lost. You say, oh, this is my fault. I did this to myself. The reason why Israel was in all that trouble, because it was their fault. But what transforms us, what changes us, is Nothing lets you know how real God is until you see God turns around the thing that you thought it was unfixable. There's a word shalom in the Bible. It means peace, peace in God. And during the Bible times, there will be war going on, battles. And a soldier will run out crying, yelling out, shalom, peace in God, peace in God. There are arrows and swords flying by, spears. And they're saying, peace in God. Last night, I want to close with this. I was driving back with my brother and one of my best friends from school. And I told him, hey man, you're like a brother to me. And he said, that means so much to me because he lost both of his brother and sister. His sister, he saw her drown and he had to do the CPR on her and it didn't work. And he always tells me, man, I wish I could have done something different. I told her I loved her. And the only thing I could tell her, tell him, was I'm jealous of her. I'm jealous of your sister. I wish I could fly around with Jesus right now. That's the ultimate living hope. That we will live with Jesus eternally, endlessly, forever. Amen? Amen. Father, we seek you. We search for you. Because there is no other way in this life. 
God, sometimes it feels like this, this world that we live in, it's like a war going on, like a battlefield. We are stressed from school and we got hot ones coming up. There's no time to rest. All of our friends don't believe in you and they try to talk us into not believing in you, God. So much pressure coming towards us, God. But God, give us peace in this time. Your shalom. Change us, transform us, God. That we may see your goodness till the end of the days. That this goodness will never end. God, you're the source of life. Make us to stop following other things. That we may become full-time followers of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and not part-time. That we give us our wholeness and not just part of us, God. Ah! Uh -huh. 
Jesus, I pray.